Well, hello everyone. This is Jason with Do You Know Drones. I am very excited today to welcome two guests to the innovator to the innovator interview stage. Today I have with me, oh boy, I've got Jordan Cock and Jonathan Stevens of Every Point. Let's see, Jonathan's with Every Point and Jordan is with Solid Clouds. I caught on LinkedIn that they are doing a collaboration that you are going to want to hear about. If you haven't caught on LinkedIn yet, go ahead and follow both these individuals and like it, like it, like it. This is going to change some, this is definitely gonna change the game as far as 3D scanning is concerned. We're gonna get more about that soon, but really what I wanna do is just introduce these two wonderful gentlemen to the stage, and I would love to hear how did this collaboration take place? Let me pass it over to, to Jonathan first. All right, yeah, I'm Jonathan Stevens from EveryPoint. Um, just a little bit about uh, us, what we do. You know, we've actually been around for a long time silently. Uh, start out doing, you know, large scale rapid mapping from airplanes for the military. Um, that was 20 years ago. And then fast forward to about 2012, uh, we spun that out of the military and did a commercial application. We've been doing capturing from iPhones and drones and tons of camera systems at uh, bulk materials, uh, uh, bulk material sites for like a, a quarry or an asphalt plant. And we're able to do their inventory on their stockpiles. And so now, every point, we've been powering that whole stockpile thing for a long time. And so we're just finally now opening it up to other people who are looking to build different sort of applications on top of that core technology that takes just all kinds of photo and depth information and makes a 3D replica of it in the real world. And you can scale this up infinitely. So, you know, we've been just kind of putting our feelers out there. And that's when, uh, you know, Jordan came along and saw what we we're doing and said, I think, I think we got a good fit here. Uh, so you can talk about where we took it from there. Go for it, Jordan. And, and tell me a little, tell us a little about Solid Clouds too. Yeah, so um, my name is Jordan. I'm one of the founders of Solid Clouds. It's a Dutch company that specializes in application of uh, application and management of drone and drone obtained data. Uh, we excel at obtaining and delivering the data you need uh, for your workflow. So it depends on, you know, um, if it's for construction, for um, monument management, maintenance, uh, for solar industry. And so in, in principle, what we do is we convert uh, uh, point cloud data or scan data to 3D models or even 2D, you know, uh, drawings, anything pretty much you have that needs to be 3D modeled in the construction world or in the, in the industry. And that's what we do. Um, yeah, in short, I saw, I followed um, every point quite a long time on, on LinkedIn and I saw them posting different stuff like trucks and, and pavement and, and from everything. Uh, and at some point I saw they post they posted a house. So I said, wow, okay, this is amazing. If this was done with a phone, I really have to know more about this. So that's how I reached out to, to uh, David, the, the, uh, the CEO of uh, EverPoint. I said, hey, I would love to like uh, collaborate with you guys and see what data looks like and how we could convert that to a 3D model. So that's how I got in contact with Jonathan and he provided me the data. And uh, yeah, I guess like a week after we did the first uh, delivery of, of the 3D model and they were quite happy with it. So um, after that, we did some more rendering and uh, that's the final product. Tell me more about what what are these models used for, right? So I want to I want to hear just a little bit more about, I mean, because Jonathan, I know you were like modeling your shoes, you know, your Nike Metcons, things like that, which is cool, which is, you know, that generates curiosity right it mm -hmm. generates curiosity but like people aren't necessarily at a commercial scale going to be using this to scan their shoes they're going to be using this for other things i think and i think what i really really want to talk about and this is really important is there's lots of methodologies out there for 3d scanning and lots of use cases for 3d scanning i want to talk just kind of openly sort of round robin style what are these use cases 
And really, just to kind of like to, to set the stage, I really want to talk about sort of like the, the, the timing, expense, accessibility, like where does your solution fit in amongst the other 3D scanning technologies, LiDAR, mobile LiDAR, 3D scanning, ferro sensors, you know, other handheld devices. Now we're talking about doing scanning on our iPhone. I mean, this is incredible. Let's talk about some of these use cases and where do you see this going? Let's go with Jonathan first. Yeah. All right, I'll start. So um, the interesting thing about an iPhone for scanning, uh, so we have an app, the EveryPoint app, you can find it on the App Store. Um, we basically made that as just a way to, for people to uh, start exploring what could be possible with an iPhone to capture. You know, all you, your entry level is the iPhone. The app's free. Uh, go play with it. And um, back in 2012, when we started doing bulk materials, it was again on an iPhone because you know drones weren't accessible. It was just you could put it in thousands of people's pockets at a company and have them go everywhere and scan everything and see what happens. Uh, you don't have to be uh, you don't have to go to school to learn how to use survey equipment or get some sort of certification. You can pull your phone out, you can walk around and you can see it with your eyes and see it wherever you're, you can actually put it on a pole and get it up there. You know, then it's kind of up to everyone's imagination um, to what they can what they can do with it once they get that data. Uh, and then our, our whole future thought with EveryPoint isn't just limited to the iPhone. That's a great sensor. It could be on other phones. It could be on the cameras mounted to holes at your site, live monitoring equipment, things like that. And, and all feeding into every point who's just continuously making basically the digital twin, but not the one that Google's making or Apple for, you know, giant companies to jump on and have this world scale model. We just want to make the model for your world. So whatever that is, it makes sense. Again, I keep kind of jumping into industry, but imagine if you're a cement plant, you got all these things moving around and we're just constantly modeling it in 3D. Then you can start training it to, to recognize things. Um, you, you can start to pick up patterns of things that might not be going right. Um, or you want to ju jump back in time, say, what, what did something look like? Uh, what did what did the inside of our mill scale plant? It's got all this like iron, uh, this uh, metal plate plating inside. But if you want to go scan that and you want to reference what that looks like. So when you scan it again, a week later, you can see, is there any new cracks or some sort of wear that shouldn't be there? And you can't remember what you saw a week ago. So it gives you this nice reference. You're just basically taking like indexing time uh, of what things were in 3D space. People really understand 3D, not so much pictures like, oh, which way am I looking? How big is that? But if you can visualize it in a three-dimensional space, you know, you can work with it. And I know like Jordan thinking if we're, we're doing houses, you know, they could go off 2D drawings, they could go off all kinds of uh, different, you know, data inputs but to have a base 3d model with your corners and your your roof lines all that it's, it makes things a lot easier and we're just trying to make it so you can capture it with whatever device you need and build on top of it so a lot of it's it's really industry specific and uh, that's what we're here we're here just to provide that 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 framework that you can build on and then uh, the more people i can get people to experience it the more they'll start to connect oh oh wow if i could do this what else could i do and then, you know, I, I have no idea what people are going to come up with. That's the exciting part. It's just uh, making it super accessible to everyone. I can completely agree with Jonathan. I, I'm coming from, uh, you know, uh, as I said, we, we are a company in the Netherlands. And uh, most of our clients, like 70% of our clients are from the solar industry. And 30% are other bridges, uh, monuments, etc. Um, and so from the solar industry, there's this big issue um, because you, have, you very quickly, you obtain a lot of assets. And to like have these assets um, digitalized, 
is a big deal because what happens is at the end you get an as-built drawing and that as-built drawing is just a PDF. It's not digital. So, you know, try and find, a, 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 let's say, a solar panel that has a defect from the fab fabric, you know, from the company. Uh, try and find it back in the PDF. You won't, you, you'll go crazy. So being able to scan your assets um, and, and having them digitalized and like this digital twin, this whole movement is a very powerful thing. But not all companies are going to invest in a hundred thousand dollar unit uh, or a drone or whatever and getting the training and all the licenses and the applications to, to do this so like jonathan said this the, the value of having this tech in your pocket is, is huge in my opinion and so um i'm not saying it will like overtake the, the market like but i'm saying it will definitely be something that that um, provides a lot of value uh, for those companies that aren't seeking to invest such a large amount that, uh, at the beginning, for example. So let's yeah. make up a few thoughts. Um, and now, now we're just more just speaking freely. So I'm curious. So what you guys are talking about, it sounds like you have this awesome, accessible, uh, we'll call it platform. We're talking about the, the hardware technology. It's extremely accessible. Almost everyone has, it's becoming more and more adoptable. More people are having these things in their hands. Mm -hmm. I mean, the iPhone 12 with the LiDAR, I mean, like, they're starting to become in everybody's hands. Like I've got one, I, mean, I know lots of people that have them. That's fantastic. And it's a low cost tool when you start to compare it to all the other tools out there. So that's the input side. When we talk to the output side, we're you guys were both using terminology like where you know it, it's, it's accessible. I need to be able to look back and do time series. What platform do you foresee or platforms, do you foresee, or, or, or maybe give me a hint on where this data is going to reside to give those same decentralized resources, either centralized or decentralized access to this now information that they've garnered from these scans. So like, wh where is it gonna live? Where does this data live? Uh, well, I, I don't know, Jonathan, I'll go first if you don't mind. Uh, right. Personally, how we use it is we um, convert it to SQL and we upload it to a cloud server and we um, view it through uh, QGIS. So it's like an open source uh, GIS yeah. uh, application. And we do this now for our clients. So when they have a project and we've scanned it in this case, the drone, for example, um, we upload it to, uh, we convert it uh, to SQL and then it's in the cloud for them and they can view it back um, just by logging into them with their credentials. Um, so, um, you know, uh, the thing is building up the, uh, the data quickly um, would mean you would have to invest a lot of single scans, right? Um, and so it would be quite expensive doing this with a drone or a stationary unit and hiring one of these companies. And so again, I think um, every point uh, does provide a really good solution for this because at a very low cost, you could scan all your assets and have them in your database very quickly. And, you know, um, it might be in some cases quick and dirty, you know, because I, I, I don't know with Jonathan the amount of scale. Maybe you could elaborate on that with the, the size of the scan. Um, uh, um, uh, but um, yeah, that's kind of my idea. Sorry. No, I, I, this is great. No, and like I said, like I said, we're just talking candidly. I just want to get, like, get more ideas out there so the listeners can really start to take a look at it because most people, I mean, obviously this is, I talk about drones. Fantastic. There's a lot of democratization of the drones getting out there and that causes more democratization of data. That jump is not insignificant. The jump between using your, basically a crowdsourced device, using a device that millions and millions of people have, and they don't necessarily know the capabilities that they have with these apps, which is what we're here to educate them on. The overall goal is, so what? 
what what can they do with this and why does it turn this data capturing device into an information you know garnering machine like that i think is what's what's really really special about this whether drones are taking off or devices in our pockets that's that technology is creating in my world as a as a data guy it's creating some bottlenecks but it's a high class problem to have right tons of data for me and that's why i asked about the question where is this data going to live where does it go is it going to open source is it going to original you know a separate bim uh you know like ibm or actually like where is it going? like can it go anywhere and if it can go anywhere then there's a huge opportunity here and i just want to like sort of key in on that a little bit because it's not very rigidized here's the platform that it's designed for here's here's exactly what you can do for it it's very fluid and i think that fluidity inspires creativity and inspiration i think like that's why i got excited about this when i saw it online i was like oh my goodness this is fantastic people are talking about bim but they're not like the, the execution at a global or any sort of scale isn't really there yet it's still pocs and case studies and, and whatnot same thing in the drone industry this sort of changed that paradigm a little bit. I'd like to talk about that. Well, so at every point, we're, we're not, we don't want to be the data repository. We don't want, we don't even want to, we're not building a company. We're not building a service so much. We're, we're providing tools and frameworks for people and APIs that they can tailor what we can do specifically to what they need. Uh, trying to think, so let's say you're scanning only really small objects. And what we could do is give them the framework for the, how the app works, um, basically all the tools to then build their own app that scans at the density of the point cloud that they need for what they care about. And then it'll upload to their servers and they will pull their own data. And to us, data has always been really cheap. I feel like the, since I've been doing this since 2013, cost per gigabyte of data has just, it just keeps going down. So that's not really expensive. If you're, you know, if this is really solving real problems for your industry or for your company, that should be an afterthought. And same with every point. Like, we're, think of us more as like a utility or a AWS, kind of like that. Um, we will build it into your solution. It'll be part of what you need. I need to build to collect images. I need to collect LiDAR data. I need to collect all these different things. We'll give you the tools, APIs to integrate it in your own ecosystem and collect the data. And then with that API and the framework, hey, then you can tune. So you can work with me. I can tune the, the output to be what I need. Hey, I. I don't need super dense output. I'm doing a house facades. I, I really only need to know to this density, uh, or I just really need to know the edges where the intersects of the walls are, things like that. We can tailor it so you get that output. You're not getting data you don't need to store because, you know, like, let's say we took it down to a point every millimeter, but Jordan only needs a point every centimeter. Well, we end up with way more data that just gets tossed or uh, housed for no good reason. Uh, we don't need meshes. I've been talking to many people who lately said, you know, I really like the EveryPoint app because I don't need mesh data. I don't need the textures. I just need the points because that's all I need is a reference point. And having all that extra data from a mesh that everyone else gives, it's just extra data for them to manage and store. So we can we can tailor those outputs. And if mesh is what you need in the future, we can certainly, you know, support that too. But, um, you know, so we're, we're just giving people a tool set and then they build around that. And then basically we do the computations on, on our servers and basically you just pay a small bill for that every month and as you scale up and you're solving bigger problems hopefully making more money uh your bill will go up but guess what you're also making more money or you're saving tons of time tons of labor um 
And there's no reason why we can't take drone data. We've been using drones in the stockpile business since 2014, I think, 15, when they got real, the Phantom 3 Pro or something came out advanced. We started using it, um, you know, but a lot of times you don't need a drone for what you're doing, especially if you're indoors. I mean, <laughs> so that way we have the flexibility. Like, what, what do you need? What's the capture? Uh, or a company will say, oh, an iPhone would be great for only 40% of what we need. We really need a drone or something else or a LiDAR unit for the other ones. Well, shoot, that's 40% of your jobs that you didn't need to get at least a drone pilot out on site and do the coordination. Perhaps you already had someone there pulling out an iPhone. Um, so, you know, we're, we're trying to just integrate in people's solutions and make them easier. And it might not be the full solution, but at least be a, a piece of their solution to make things quicker, easier, more streamlined. Yeah, Jonathan, I think even somebody used it for forensic, right? I saw something on mm -hmm. YouTube. And, and an interesting thing about forensics, um, people will say, well, that, I need even more dense output or I need more fidelity. Uh, but the big question people, you, you know, we can ask is, well, what if you can't get the guy with the LiDAR on site before this site's gone? I mean, you just had a crash in the middle of a major freeway and, there, you know, all you got is the iPhone. That's better than nothing. Um, and then you can still do a lot. You can take photos, you can take videos, take all sorts of other data capture from the iPhone. And then you could take a 3D model from the app and you could reference this all together. Hey, in the 3D model, I got some, now I got some spatial awareness of where things are in relation to each other, where this accident was or this blood splatter. I don't know how it all works in, in that, uh, what they're looking at. But let's just say you got that spatial component, but then you could have a high res photo attached behind that so you can kind of zero in on that point and get a good look. Uh, but that gives you that spatial awareness that you don't have otherwise. As if you just get a giant set of photos, you have a hard time spatially being aware of how close was that to this or where is that in relation to this. Um, so it gives forensics, you know, a lot more data to go off of. Um, and it's mostly like said, hairs. It's mostly yeah. hairs they're looking for, Jonathan. It's all hairs. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, hair, they don't hairs, always Hairs have... with semen, right? That's all yeah. they look for. What if you can't have a drone where you're at? What if there's an accident right next to, I don't know, but there's a lot of reasons why you you might not have Faro scanner or a Leica scanner or a or a drone on site right. and you got to capture what you can. You got an iPhone in your pocket. It's really funny because I, I just a very short side story. I used to have a guy that I used to deploy with and he was like one of the biggest gun advocates on, in, on the planet. And we, I, we just randomly started talking about some self-defense stuff. I have no idea. And his always, his always come back. Like you always start like everything or answer every question with, well, if I had my gun, I'm like, well, what if you don't? Then what? And it was just really funny because he got so frustrated. Okay, well, even me as a drone scientist, I don't bring my drone everywhere. And no, the same same thing. I don't bring this. Well, you know what? My phone probably with me, right? Nine <laughs> times out of ten, my, probably ten times out of ten, my phone's with me. I have similar technology. I can still get the job done. Right. I may be missing some perspectives, but with the right sort of tools, I can get most of it right. Even a 40 percent an 80 percent solution for 40 percent of the problem is a big deal. Like that's a big deal. Yeah. And what I see this collaboration allowing to do is now turning this tool into something where you can create robust it maybe not even textured, but robust, you know, actual solid 3D models for all types of measurements all types of jobs you know if you want to like you know double check a contractor's work at home you know like i would use like i definitely would use this like why throw up your drone right you can fantastic it still has to get converted from a photogrammetric solution because not everyone has a lighter on their drone let's put that very clear 
That is not a technology that is widely available on a drone. Can, does, do I have a lot of friends that would love to see that change? Absolutely. But that's not where we are today. And I don't think we're ever going to get there. But putting it on a phone, hmm, that gets a lot of people thinking, what can I do with this today since this technology is here now? So that, I think, is a whole horse of a different color. And I I, I, I like to say, I, I envision in five years, maybe less, every home project that you're going to do with a, you know, a contractor, hey, I want to remodel my kitchen. That, that guy's going to show up or that person is going to show up with a smartphone and they're just going to capture your kitchen in 3D. They're going to take it back to you know, their office. They're going to do a mock-up and they say, this is what we're going to do. Then, great, that's... Now we can sync on visions. I've done plenty of home renovation projects where you're like, oh good, this is gonna be expensive. And I really hope they understand what I'm trying to convey that I want done. But if you can visualize, you're like, what Jordan did with, with that house that was scanned with an iPhone. You could, I have this base model of a house now. I want to add an extension onto this house. I want to completely redo the facade. Who knows? I can actually visualize really well what could be done with this house. But it all has to start with some sort of model that we all understand and we can share and visualize together. Um, and I have a better one for you, Jonathan. The contractor will say, hey, do you have an iPhone? Can you scan your kitchen? <laughs> it wouldn't even have to go. <laughs> right. Or, <laughs> you know, we, yeah. with, with the, the game engines and pixel streaming coming out where you can basically render something remotely and then stream that game engine environment to an iPhone or to any smartphone or a laptop, I could scan it, send it to someone. They could do all the lighting. They could say, oh, we want to redo the lighting. You're a, you're a business. And someone comes in and says, oh, the lighting for your shop's terrible. If we improve the lighting, we will see that people like this environment much better. They could literally virtually redo the lighting and get that you know real-time lighting reflection. And it all could start with you just saying, as a business owner, hey, I'm going to scan my, my shop, send these lighting specialists. They go do all the lighting in a game engine, and then they could live stream it. And then you say, Oh, you know, I, I I like it, but and then he could be just moving the lights in three, you know, in real time, and that'd be streaming back to your desktop or your iPhone, and you could see it. So you guys kind of like, okay, that's what we want to do. Then the lighting guy shows up with all the right lights, the right amount of cables, everything, and then they go and they just redo yeah. it. I mean, things like that. What what I find as well powerful, the reason why I um, contacted Jonathan and every point is because their tech one is using not just lighter of the iPhone, but as well uh, video uh, photograms. So um, it gives you a lot more distance. And so what definitely got my attention when they post the house of the CEO is that, you know, uh, the, the the roof was part of the scan. And I was I saw different reviews of the LiDAR scan. I remember it having like two or three meter like distance or something. I believe it was two meters. I said, how did they get the roof with the scan? Because that's for my business very interesting is because, you know, what would this mean for the homeowner that wants to put solar panels on their roofs, for example, just one use case, is they could scan their own house, they could send it to a developer of solar panels or somebody that installs it, and they would be able to exactly know the inclination of the roof, the amount of, uh, of, of how do you call that, the square meter of the roof? Yeah, available area. Um, available area, yes, yeah, or a metric. <laughs> yeah, so the available area, and you, they could uh, have a quote, uh, send to them without somebody having to uh, go onto the roof or risking, you know, uh, safety issues or whatever, you know. So that, that's what got my attention. Yeah, same yep. thing. And the other thing, I, like we're focusing a lot on the structure. The interesting thing is if you back out, you now have your entire property, structures, landscaping. I want to put concrete from here to here. 
All of that now becomes possible without anyone ever showing up to your house. It's the ultimate contactless uh, measure. It's not even a measuring tool at that point. It's the ultimate contactless experience. A homeowner, anyone with a phone, can scan their entire property inside out, send it individual rooms, send it. I mean, like that, I can see as a killer app. Like, look, I want to, and, and you can then, you know, get in with like what Angie's List is something else now. I think it's called something else. Like all of those now, all of those now things. I now have my entire house or customers' houses or offices, all of it's in 3D. I did it myself, I didn't have to hire anyone to do it. Now I now have a repository for anything that I want. I can model anything that I want and that just allows people the modularity to build onto those infinitely in lots of different permutations. I mean, people were blown away when Amazon started to be like, hey, see this in your house. I mean, I can mm -hmm. see people on Etsy or Pinterest or whatever. Now it's like, hey, I can scan all my stuff. People can see this on, them, on themselves. They can see this in their house, see where they wanna put it. Those are huge things that you've now democratized. I don't have to be Amazon or a big box store to do that. I can just be, you know, Susie Homemaker, you know, that, that has a pretty baller side business that's now adding another level of service. Like I said, this blows me away. Like there's a lot of things that we can do with this that are just- I like that you said contactless because it's like, a, it was made Corona proof, <laughs> you know? It's like it came in a perfect time, so. Well, um, and that's, yeah. and that's, yeah, a couple of points on that. So one is also doing this for stockpiles. Uh, the company is actually called Stockpile Reports, but you know, we that was the thing. It's like you, you'd have to get a surveying crew and you have to schedule them and hope they show up at the month end at the right time and do your. And we put this, put an iPhone in someone's hands and they walk circles around all their stockpiles. And uh, you know what? There's no excuse now. We can't get. We're gonna get inventory done because we're here. We're here every day making rock into smaller rock. So it's just that 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 whole thing was awesome that we could just. Scales out Texas DOT. We've scaled that out to them. They're using it for their inventory across the whole state. And you know, that's, that's a lot of piles across hundreds and hundreds of miles. And you don't have to you know, get someone to come out specifically to tell me what's in this this area where scan this thing. It's it's gonna give it to you and power you. And then on top of that, is you know, unlike some of these other photogrammetry softwares where you really are, like you said, you're stuck to their output. Uh, what it can do or it silos the data into it i, I don't want to talk about any specific company uh, there's a lot of great solutions out there but there's certain ones where it's you know it's it's you got to do everything and it only gives you a certain amount of options or you have to like really know what you're doing and we're trying to make it easy where you don't really have to know too much it just happens you know you scan don't worry we, we've got this tailored for your solution not tailored for this software it's it's we're trying to build stuff not for that tinker or that uh, developer who really likes to get in and change the dials. Uh, I know there's a lot of drone guys. It's like they're they're always tweaking things and getting things better in their in their photogrammetry software, which is which is great. But a lot of people and solutions for what they need for their business, they don't want a guy sitting in the office for three hours fiddling and reprocessing data and trying to get it to turn out just right. If we know what we're scanning, like we're always scanning backyards because we're a giant landscaping company over you know that that's over whole country uh we could have a tailored app that really just knows how to pick out landscapes really well and it might we could even start to train it you know you could add it and machine learning on that and ai hey, that's grass that's rock that's bark mulch and then you could segment out the beds and all that and then also we know we know how many square footage of this and that that we are gonna have to either replace or move or you know so we, we don't want to silo that's why we don't silo the information to our software platform it, it'll it'll work for whatever you need. We'll just tailor it to that solution. There's a gap between people that are still doing things with pen and paper or paper and pencil and clipboards 
to, I mean, what I have seen, at least in my career, to like a drone revolution where it's like, okay, cool, we can replace all that. There's still a gap there. And I think this fits squarely in that gap. And I think that is a is a, is a much smaller jump than the, the, the risk, the insurance, the all of the things that you have to do if you're doing things with drones, which is a great use case. But in the middle, there's still a bit of a gray area, a bit of a gap. And I can see dozens, hundreds of use cases for this that just fit really nicely in this gap that really help people take that next step from pen and paper or like voice recordings or what have you or sketchings or PDFs moving it into a digital world. So that digital transformation, this is a very simple, very digestible first step. Now the thing, the challenge is going to be, and we're just going to leave this out here. The challenge is going to be making that next, that, that next intermediary step, which would be getting that data digitally in all of those formats and in, in, in all the systems that, that, that now is, you're now putting it out, your spoken wheel, it's out to everyone else. That step I think is going to be crucial. Ca gathering and standardizing, that's gonna be key. Training, there's an opportunity there. You know, actually doing the capture and getting out all of the different opportunities out there. And then the next step is actually turning that data into information and how that all that gets out there. And then what's fun is start to layer in all of the data fusion that you can do with all the other techniques that are out there. This thing's gonna be huge. And I really just wanna say thank you so much, Jonathan Jordan for joining me today. And I'm excited to see where this goes. Thanks. Thanks for having us, Jason. Thanks, Jason. You're so welcome. All right. We'll catch you all next time. The Do You Know Drones podcast. When we have new innovators talking about what's new and exciting in their world. Sometimes it's drones. Sometimes it's not. For me, it's all about data and how it can work for you. So I'm excited to see where we go next. And y'all have a great week. Bye now.